Welcome to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast. We are here weekly working at simplifying things in our lives one day at a time, one simple step at a time. And together we got this, guys. I'm your host, Michelle Visser. And today is episode 17 in season five, all about simple steps towards improving our health. I'm excited about today's topic because it's a little off the beaten path, and I really had fun talking with Sarah. Sarah is a wife and a mama to a little one. She is on a journey to truly ditch the rush and the stress of today's modern world in small ways and embrace a slower-paced life. Sarah is married to her high school sweetheart. She and their little family live on a small piece of land about 50 miles east of Kansas City. Through her popular Instagram account, Simply with Two Ys, Simply Sarah with an H, she encourages other mamas to really work at reclaiming motherhood from the busy narrative of our current culture and to find beauty and purpose in the midst of basically the mundane, because the mundane can be beautiful. So Sarah and I are talking today about how to really savor a slower, simpler pace as a mom, as a mom, both of young children, the case for her, and teenagers or even adult children, the case for me, and how doing so truly improves our health, the health and the outlook for our child and the health of the mom. So it's a great episode. Sarah did a lot of research, brings in some great insights through some studies that she is discussing with us. I think you're going to like it because there's also hands-on tips to make this a very doable, simple thing to slowly but surely, as a mom, work at simplifying things and stop glorifying the busy, the stress, and the craziness. This episode, by the way, is bought to, not bought to, brought to you by Redmond Real Salt. I wanted today to tell you that I didn't know this until just very recently when we recorded actually episode 13, when Carson was with us from Redmond Agriculture, really enlightening stuff that he was talking about with me. And it really made me realize that everyone can have real food that is nutrient dense. And the very simple secret is, this is going to sound crazy, but salt at every step of the way, whether you're growing some of your food, whether you're preparing some of your own food, if you're raising maybe a few backyard chickens, for instance, um, I said preparing, I meant raising, whether you're raising some of your own food, like backyard chickens, or you're actually preparing your food, you know, in the kitchen at all three of those steps, when you're growing it, you're raising it and you're preparing it. Salt is the key to a nutrient dense meal. And salt literally adds the nutrients at every step. If you're using the right salt, if you're using an all natural salt that doesn't add anything and doesn't take anything away, Redmond Real Salt is loaded with over 60 trace minerals. I mean, why not? If you're adding some salt, go ahead and add over 60 trace minerals to your food. I think you'll love it. 
if you haven't tried it, or if you have, go to solelyrested.com slash salt. There I share with you my top three favorite items that I love to order from Redmond. And I share with you my coupon code that you can use anytime, all the time on anything and everything you're purchasing to save 15%. If you're ordering over $30 worth, you don't even pay shipping guys for seriously the best salt in the world, in my opinion. So go check out solelyrested.com slash salt and please let me know what you think. So let's bring on Sarah. This is a fun discussion. So Sarah, I've been following you for a while on Instagram. I think we did like a a special, a bundle together at one point. And that's how I met you. And I, I love, I, I wish when I had my first child, I had your outlook. Honestly, I love the way that as a young mom, you are totally working in this modern society of craziness to just ditch the hurry and embrace the slow and enjoy your son. And I love that. So I asked you, If you would be able to come on, because in this season, we're talking about simple steps towards improving our health. And I was hoping you could really just talk with us about how surely slowing down and focusing on time with our child is not only helpful for the child as they're developing and they're learning new things, but it's surely helpful for our own health as well. And that's kind of what I was hoping to talk about. Yeah, definitely. And thank you so much for having me on, Michelle. Absolutely. So um, I know that you had said you kind of did even some extra little research to bring us a little bit more knowledge in this, but am I right? I mean, I know I'm right. Surely I've read tons about (laughs) it, but intentionally slowing down absolutely impacts our health. Yes, for sure. And I think by now we all know that stress is a huge problem in our modern culture, especially Western American. It's just, especially for parents and moms, the pace is just go, go, go. Whether you're a mom of little like I am, or, you know, a more seasoned mother, I think whatever stage you find yourself in right now, um, yeah, busyness and being constantly productive and on the go, is just kind of the norm now. So, and that has definitely had side effects, which aren't great for our health, number one being stress. It's a huge problem now. And some of my research that I've done on this topic has definitely confirmed that. Um, There's a survey that happens every year. It's called the Motherly Survey, this uh, state of motherhood survey. And the one for 2023 found that nearly half, it was 49% of all mothers reported feeling burned out by motherhood. Mm. So that's a, a pretty big a pretty big chunk of mothers yeah. that are feeling there were 10,000 participants in that study. So yeah. Wow. That's a big study. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm not surprised. Like you said, that is the way our society is. We are almost um, given like a badge of honor, the busier that we are, don't you think? Right. When you think about when you greet a friend or something that you haven't seen for a while, the instant response is, how have you been? I've been busy. You know, that's just kind yes. of our, it's like we validate who <laughs> you know, ourselves, motherhood and stuff, but oh yeah, we're just so busy. It's just kind of the norm. Yeah. And then that that same study also found that millennial moms, which my generation of moms, we are more likely now to experience anxiety, depression, Mm. and stress than any previous generation of moms, Mm. which I mean, you think about it a lot, every, every generation of being a mother has been difficult, I'm sure. But, you know, now there's so much pressure from social media and, all of these things that we have kind of these outside forces, I think that 
can kind of add that stress and that extra pressure. So, um, yeah, and I, I found another one, another study conducted by Today Parents, and it said that a whopping 60% of moms say they rarely or they never take time for their own well-being and their own health. So wow. all of that compounded, you can you can imagine that we are needing some so, simple solutions to Absolutely. some help. Absolutely. For sure. But I mean, just thinking about your Instagram and how you inspire and encourage me, like you're not, when you say we need to take time for ourselves, I'm pretty sure you're not really talking about pedicures and long trips to the sauna by yourself. I mean, you're talking Mm -hmm. about going out under the apple tree with a picnic blanket with your kids. Am I right? Like that's kind of a great way to take time for yourself. Yeah. And I, I do think some of, you know, I think self-care is so pushed. Like it's, it's a term that's thrown around a lot in our society. And I think we definitely need to take care of ourselves for sure. But yeah, there's this idea of it, that it has to look a certain way. Like it has to be away from the kids. It has to be like going out with girlfriends or like having a glass of wine or something like that, where it has to be yeah separate and away from our daily life. It's almost like life with the kids, life as a mom, it's just, it's going to be stressful. That's how it has to be, but try to get away a couple of times a week or maybe a couple times a month or whatever it might be. And then that's your time to kind of recharge and everything else is just going to be stressful. Like that's just how it is. But mm. I personally don't believe that. And I have found as I'm talking to other women and encouraging that there are so many women that want a different solution. We want something that's more sustainable, that helps us mm. with our children, not just separate, not just kind of the occasional indulgence, not just the occasional pedicure. You know yes. what I mean? And it's so much yeah. better for both of us, mom and children, yeah. if we can figure out a way to unstress our day, even just part of the day together, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I I found a very interesting study about this. So it was published in the Journal of Marriage and Family, and it found that parents who engaged in regular family activities, they experienced lower levels of stress and reported higher levels of happiness and life satisfaction. So I think a lot of times when we talk about spending time together as a family, it's always kind of the focus is on the kids and how is it helping child development, which I love learning about those things. And of course, as a mother, I I want those things for my child, but it's interesting because this shows that it's talking about the parents too, and how the overall emotional and physical well-being was boosted by spending that regular family time. I I love it. Yeah. I love it that you found that exact study because that's exactly when I reached out to you and asked you if you could be on this season. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, surely this has to be, it has to be good for both of us. It has to help mom's health if we can figure out how to do this, to relax with the kids and enjoy the kids instead of seeing them as a burden, you know? Yes, right. And there was another study that I found as well. This one was in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. And this one, I thought this was really cool. It focused on the concept of flow, which they're kind of referring to as a state of complete immersion and enjoyment in an activity to where you're not multitasking, you're not Mm. checking your phone, you're not um, like, you know, double screening on movies or something they're talking about the activities that you lose track of time yeah. right yes you're okay. outside you know going yeah. on the picnic or taking a hike or what is something simple together game night but you're not kind of just caught up in all the other things you're trying to do or you're really in the yeah. flow yeah. they found that parents that get in the flow with their parents or mm-hmm. their children and engage in these activities they um 
they experience higher levels of well-being and reduced stress, which obviously in turn, as we reduce our stress, we are improving our health overall. Absolutely. And, you know, we're sleeping better. We probably have, we definitely have better gut health. Like the impact is just, it just keeps on going. And I love that you said game night, by the way. Our family has always been huge into games. In fact, just recently we started purging some stuff because my daughters are now all adults and they were home for a long weekend. They're like, mom, we really should purge a few of the games because we have like 218 of them. So, but, but games are a great way for a family to lose track of an hour or two and just mm-hmm. spend time together. Yeah, and I have found... It's not just, I think, I think um, the studies are really cool and finding ways that, you know, we can reduce stress and all that, but also kind of the byproducts of focusing on connection with our kids. I have found are, there's a few. So number one, lots of times when we're focusing on that connection time, we're automatically not doing certain things that are causing Mm. more stress and problems. So number one would be for me, just that perpetual productivity mindset as a mother. So I think we all can get caught up in that. And um, there's always so much to do in a day, but whenever we shift our focus to intentionally focusing on connection points throughout our day, throughout our week with our children, that kind of forces us to just pause and slow down. And while, of course, it's amazing for our children because we're showing them that they matter to us and that we're taking that extra time, it's also just automatically putting that pause in our own day. So we can take a little bit of a rest and say, okay, let's just come back, like, you know, stop the craziness for a minute and just yeah. come back to ourselves. And I think yeah. even that is kind of a byproduct is just something that's been really helpful for me. For sure. And then um, another, oh, I'm sorry, you go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay. So another point I was going to make in that line was um, I, f- I believe that whenever we are focusing more connection, another kind of byproduct of that is prioritizing time around the family table, which is, something that I think we all kind of think of when we think of spending more time as a family, just gathering around the table together. And, you know, the opposite of that is oftentimes when we're so busy and not focusing on the connection, we might run through the fast food line and, Mm. you know, eat our food in a hurry, gulp it down. And so oftentimes like when we're, let's focus on a family meal together, we're making a from scratch, you know, something that's probably going to be a little bit healthier and we're getting all of sitting down together. I mean, research shows that when we eat, just eating slower, like the physical act of eating slower, which is what we're usually doing when we sit around the table together as a family, right. we digest things better and we have, it, it actually go, gives us more nutrition. So For that's sure. definitely going to lead to better overall health. For sure. And I know your son is young. How old is your son? He is two months or two years and I thought he was two. I thought he was two. Okay. So he's a little young, but still, even at that age, he is learning to appreciate the value of like nutrition. Like he's learning to appreciate real food when he sees mom making the cookies from scratch instead of pulling the chips ahoy out of the cabinet, you know, and, (laughs) and it really does impact his health down the road to value the real food more. We've talked about that here on the podcast a lot. So there's, you can go on and on. I'm pretty sure about the health benefits. Yeah. I mean, the health benefits is sitting down at the table together as a family and, and definitely for us as parents, because again, I think it makes us kind of slow down and not just gulp our food as we're driving or something, but really just kind of enjoy that moment, which obviously leads to better digestion and all of those things. But 
especially for children too. It, there's a lot of research that shows, I think they say it should be like three to four times a week. You should aim to sit down with your kids at the table and eat together. And I mean, there's so many things that it kind of reduces like um, eating disorder. Um, mm. What's the word I'm trying to think of? Like it kind of reduces the risk for eating yeah. disorders and um, and also like even just helps with academic performance, a lot of different things. So that's obviously another yeah. benefit. We actually had a guest on earlier this season, Amber Benj, who talked about that exact thing that she had an eating disorder. We talked through it mm-hmm. and she said like one of her number one tips to parents to help children avoid this temptation of an eating disorder is to eat with them, to sit yeah. down and enjoy meals together. And it seems mm-hmm. so simple, but it really is kind of life-changing. Right. Um, yeah. I'd also encourage parents with the older kids, because I did the route where once the kids reach teen years, all four of my daughters were involved in either travel or rec softball. And we had a crazy schedule mm-hmm. and, you know, in some, there's some things you can just cut out of your life to reduce the stress for sure. But there's some things that I mean had great value and they all, it's great that they were involved in sports, you know, but yeah. I was adamant. And it worked fine for us. And no kid ever complained. I mean, too much, I guess I shouldn't say ever, but I was adamant that we're going to eat dinner together. And because of all the crazy schedules, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not so good nutritionally, but it wound up being an eight o'clock or an eight thirty dinner many nights because we were waiting for everybody to get home, get together. Um, mm-hmm. So of course it's something each family needs to decide on their own, but there's right. great value to prioritizing that time around the dinner table for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So it can really be a challenge though, right? I mean, this all sounds great, but it can really be a challenge to carve out intentional time. I love the way that you call them connection points with your son. Um, Mm -hmm. How do we do it? Can you give us some practical strategies and tips for, for making these connection points or explain to me what, what the connection points are? Right. I think for me, it's been, um, I'm a stay at home mom. So I am at home with my son constantly, you know, 24 seven, I'm connecting with him, it seems like, but when you really break it down and look at what we're doing in a day as a mom, a lot of it's logistics, a lot of it's running to the grocery store and cleaning the toilets and making the meals, all of these things, you know, getting him down for a nap. So I think, and I only have one child now, so it'll change a lot as I have more, but I think for moms with a lot of little ones it's like even even more they're just doing all these things constantly throughout the day just to keep the family running so I think sometimes miss out on just that quality time like at the end of the day you kind of think well yeah I was with them all day but we kind of miss out on just that that actually that pause that shows them and ourselves gives us that time to really connect and um, release those which the studies found you know you're releasing those feel-good hormones when you really take Mm. that quality time And then that's when we get all the benefits from it. So that's why I kind of call them connection points because um, it's just kind of the intentionality of like taking a little point in the day and it it might be super short during the day. Like it could mine, I have like one connection point that I always focus on every day, no matter what. And it's our pause and connect in the afternoon. And I kind of chose the afternoon because for a while he's getting a little better, but since Tucker's only two, um, most moms would be able to relate to this, but there's kind of that point in the late afternoon, early evening, where kids just kind of start losing it. And it's, you know, there's just a lot going on. You're making dinner um, and all of you that. You can be 50 and this is still true. I mean, <laughs> I, I definitely have a point in the afternoon where I just 
whoa, it hits you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of, and he was always like, anytime I tried to make dinner, it was like a a battle. He would just pulling on me and crying and screaming. It was the whole thing. So I just started Mm -hmm. thinking, well, what if right before that time, what if we kind of put an intentional pause together and we could Mm -hmm. like try to connect and see how, see if that really affected that time, the the next moment going into dinner and all that. So that's kind of how it started. And it just became a tradition that he just anticipates now we go in and grab some books or grab a snack. And usually it is just reading some books together because that's what we love to do. But sometimes it's something different, like baking or taking a walk or something. But it, it really was short. It's like 10 to 15 minutes, but it became that time in the day where we just both like knew, okay, we're going to pause what we're doing mm. no matter what, and just take a minute to connect no matter what lo- the day looked like. Because sometimes it is crazy and you feel like, oh, you know, you get to the end of the day and you, you think, oh, I didn't really connect with them and you feel bad about it. But having yeah. that little short pause, you're like, I know I got to it. And um, I've had, I talk about this a lot, actually on my Instagram page, I've yeah. mentioned it multiple things. Um, and I always have people that will comment and say, well, that's fine. You only have one kid and you mm. know, he's little, so that's great. Like that works for you, but it would never work for me or whenever you have more kids or they get older, that'll never happen. And you know, I, I kind of, I heard that and I was like, well, I hope not, but I stumbled across a podcast, um, the other day it was Sally Clarkson was being interviewed and, um, she was talking about her, her habit of this and she's done this with her kids. And now obviously her kids are in their thirties, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're adults. And, um, anyway, but she's done this ever since they were little and they still do this whenever they're in the same, you know, if they are living in the same home or whatever, they still in the afternoon and she calls it like a tea time and they always pause together and have a little tea and a snack and just kind of take a minute to talk and have you know just a couple of minutes Mm. and she said it's made such an impact in their relationship together so that kind of gave me like I can do this no matter what stage of motherhood I'm in interesting so I thought maybe you were going to say because I think this is possible too just it would be harder I thought you're going to say once you have multiple kids Maybe it's not daily with every child, but you can do something that you make a note, maybe at least once a week that you're having a 10 or a 15 minute thing, whatever it is that that child loves that you're doing with that child. So maybe it's every Tuesday afternoon with my eight-year-old, we're going to do, you know, whatever, some drawing together, whatever it is that relaxes them. So I think that's probably possible too, but I love what you just said that you could also just have all the kids come together and you're just going to have some cookies and milk or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. I think, and that's a lot, another point that a lot of women have said to me, like, well, when you have multiple kids, like, how do you do that? And, and I've always, I guess I never saw it as it has to be individual one-on-one time. And I believe that the one-on-one time individually is great. And there is some research that backs that up. Like, I think it's, they said 10 to 15 minutes a day with each kid really does make a huge difference. Like that's, Mm. you get to that point and then they, and they feel connected. There's more of that secure attachment. So I think that is super important. Side note for any moms that are homeschooling, this is going to happen. It it has to happen. You know, you're going to have 15 minutes every day (laughs) with the child. Hopefully they're not kicking and screaming over the multiplication problems (laughs) or whatever, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. But again, I'm kind of all about like simple solutions. So to yeah. me, especially if you're a younger mother in a season where, you know, you have a new baby and multiple toddlers yeah. or something, I wouldn't put that pressure on yourself that it has to look like one-on-one individual time. Okay. Let's all sit down. Like there's I five agree. of you and get this I done. Agree. If that's too much. Like that's okay. Then I think the kids will still feel loved if they all gather around you and we're all just doing this together. I think that's yeah. totally fine. 
And it's also totally okay if it's not every Tuesday at three o'clock. It's just you make yourself like this was hard for me as a young mom, but you kind of, I don't know, you have like blinders sometimes to this child really needs me right now because you're caught up in that thing you have to get done. Right. So to just really be in tune to each individual child, they all have their own personalities. And if you're really in tune to the certain thing that shows you this child needs my attention right now, you know, you're going to notice it and just stop what you're doing. And realize that that thing that seems so important, like getting dinner ready at a certain time, Mm -hmm. isn't as important as this child needs 10 minutes of me just looking into their eyes and listening to what they have to say or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, Um, that in turn, I feel like just helps ease that burden and that load on you as the mother. Because like I was doing before I started the Daily Pause and Connect, I was kind of just powering through that moment and it made mm -hmm. dinner time stressful for us, like for Mm -hmm. both of us. Mm-hmm. So then whenever we could just kind of take a step back and say, maybe he needs something, maybe I need something in this moment that's different. Maybe we don't need to power through and maybe we start dinner a little bit later every night so that we can have that moment. Yeah. 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 And also one last thing on my mind that it's also okay if it's literally, it was once a year that we did this. And because when, once we had four kids, it was harder and harder to really make sure we carved out the intentional one-on-one time. Both my husband and I wanted to have that one-on-one with each daughter. So mm-hmm. we just got to the point that every birthday, every daughter knew dad was going to have breakfast out with them. And it might not be on the day. It might just be sometime yeah. that week. And mom was going to have lunch with them. And it might seem like not important guy. It's one day out of 365, but it was, you know, and we made sure at least once a year, we gave them hours of our time, just the two of us, you know? Yeah. That's something I was also going to talk about the, the concept of family traditions, I think are really important. Mm. And um, I think I always look at those as like a broader, a big picture, like you said, like once a year, or it could be once a week if you wanted it to be, mm-hmm. or um, once a month or whatever that might look like. But some of our um, family traditions, and we haven't, we haven't done a ton of them yet since our son is still very small, but, and I think those will grow over time. But one of our family traditions that we try to stick to, and it looks, it changes with the seasons, but it's just like once a week doing kind of like an at-home special dinner night. So sometimes it's like, my husband loves like smoking things on the grill. So he'll smoke fancy ribs or like do this reverse your steak and I'll make the sides. It's just something like- love it. Both take part in the meal and it's just something that we really enjoy and we'll either eat outside if it's nice out which it's been really hot recently so we'll usually mm. eat inside now but just make that kind of a special time together and I've heard of some families will do like a theme night like every you know it might be like they make pizza like you know personal pizzas or something like that you yeah. could just have and I kids just love things like that where I think it's just like the rhythm of it and the intentionality of always doing the same thing and it I mean it could even be frozen pizza night if you needed a break yeah, or something for sure be just something that your kids can kind of count on and that you can count on because again I, I always come back to this like we need that sort of rhythm and intentionality because if we don't have it it's easy for life to just get in the way and us not to do it so usually it's not that these things are like super hard to do or really complicated it's just that you know, life happens a lot and it's easy not to do them if we don't make it a point and make it a habit in our life. Absolutely. For sure. And, and all of this, I'm just sitting here thinking brings back to reducing our stress as a mom, 
I mean, mm-hmm. it, it might seem stressful the way we're talking about it. Like, oh, just once a month, make sure you have a pizza night. You know, like that sounds stressful. <laughs> but think of it the other way that once you put aside what you thought you had to get done and you get mm-hmm. out the dough and you are side by side with the kid and you're working on the pizza dough, all of a sudden stress, you can just like feel it melt away, right? Have you been there? Do you know? It's oh, oh yeah, that I wasn't so important. Yeah. Like immersing ourselves in the moment, just like the study that I referenced earlier, when right. we get in the flow of doing something yeah. that kind of makes you immerse yourself in it, that's when we find that sweet spot where we're not, yes, the things in our life may still be in the back of our mind. It's not like it's magically making everything go away, but we can True. have that moment saying, I'm just going to focus on this because there is so much going on. And I think in the world that we live in with the digital stuff happening constantly, our minds can race a lot as moms. I know when I've gone through a, just a stressful season, I'll lay in bed at night and my, my mind is just going, yes. like I just can't slow it down. And I really think those intentional, you know, doing something with our hands, connecting with our families, getting out in nature, slowing things down that way, and just being in the moment that does, at least for me, it does so much in just kind of relieving that extra stress in my mind. Absolutely. Okay. So I know there's so much, we could do a whole episode, you know, you mentioned nature on just taking time to get outside. I mean, Mm -hmm. you have to be intentional. I think in today's world, even like you said, sometimes it's just too hot out and you don't want to leave the air conditioner, (laughs) but when we understand how much it can do for us, um, I mean, it can be huge. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, I have found some studies and I'm, that's one of my, my biggest priorities right now, especially since my son is so young, so much research points to, you know, they just right now in these early years, they need to be outside. Like they are learning so much about the world when they're outside. So that's been a huge focus mm-hmm. right now. And my motherhood journey, just like, let's get outside every day. And, you know, kind of, we haven't, we don't count up our hours we probably should but you know like the 1000 hours outside yes podcast, I, I love, love that all of that I'm yes. I'm big on all that but definitely in relation to lowering our stress levels and improving our health there's so much about to be said about just getting outside and it's another super simple solution that you know it does sometimes take like laying aside something else that we wanted to do and just saying okay we are going to prioritize outside time but once you kind of lay that aside and you go outside it's not it's not hard you just you go to the park or you go to the, your backyard I mean for us since it is hot we like going out to the backyard and having breakfast outside in the shade tree like getting Good outside point. before the sun comes out or yeah. is very hot it's, it's already up but you know um, right. kind of early and I, I found a very interesting study it was they did research on 36 people and they asked them to spend 10 minutes or longer three days a week um, for eight weeks and then they would take saliva samples from these people before they spent 10 or more minutes outside and then after they spent their time outside so they did that over an eight-week period and they just wanted to see if being in nature affected their cortisol levels the stress Mm -hmm. hormone you know Um, And they found that spending at least 20 to 30 minutes in nature, just being immersed in nature, either sitting in nature or walking, whatever, whatever it was for them, it was associated with the biggest drop in cortisol levels. And interestingly, though, they needed to be outside for 20 to 30 minutes to get those benefits. So it wasn't like five minutes and then, you know, all. but it was only three days a week, three days a week. Yeah. Wow. 
much, but it was, yeah, significant drop in cortisol levels by just spending at least 20 to 30 minutes outside. And like I said, it wasn't doing any specific activity, really. Some people just sat outside, you know, it could have been on their lunch break. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, but definitely they saw dropped cortisol levels just being. That's crazy. And you just did me a big favor because I almost forgot. I've been trying every single episode this season to bring up two different topics because when I interviewed my audience for what this season was going to be about, number two and number three, most popular choices were menopause and weight gain. And cortisol is a huge Hmm. problem for women in menopause. We have very high levels of cortisol and it's something we really have to work at regulating. So I love that you just brought that in because we can go outside with even our adult kids, or if we have teen kids or just by ourselves, and we are lowering that cortisol level. That's so important for us. That makes us gain weight. Actually, the higher level, the cortisols, the, the higher, the chance that we're going to really struggle with weight gain too. So thank you for doing me a favor with that. I love it. Okay. So we talked right in the beginning, how our society really just values go, go, go values, almost values stress. It's a badge of honor that we're busy and we're stressful. So do you think it's possible to embrace this slower pace of life, to embrace quality time with our kid and these connection points that you make with your son, that kind of a thing, and to redefine it as this is success, not the go, 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 And to feel okay when we sit down with a mom at the park who's on this side of the spectrum. Well, I'm really successful because my kid's involved in eight sports and three different, you know, extracurricular activities. And I'm always going versus can you sit down beside her and say, well, I connected with my child this morning and we had breakfast under the apple tree. You know, like, what do you think? Can we redefine success in that way? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's um, definitely a journey, though, because I think a lot of us have been ingrained since we were little, you know, this is what success look, looks like. Yeah. This is, you know, like I said earlier, the busyness badge of honor, like when someone says, yeah. how have you been doing? It's, it's almost like if you don't say, oh, I've just been so busy, you kind of feel like, what am I doing with my life? You know, yeah. it's kind of, you <laughs> yeah. start questioning yourself. And, and I have actually, I've been aware of that recently. Like when someone asks me how I'm doing, I've just been, you know, it kind of rolls off the tongue. Oh, we're just so busy, but I've been trying to reframe that and say, no, I'm not. Cause it's just, it's an easy response and it's an easy it thing to, to think, but now just saying, you know, life has been good or it's been full or, or even telling them how you're feeling, not just mm-hmm. what I'm doing, yeah. but um, yeah, that's that issue aside, I think think for me, um, really realigning my values and that's taken time, but getting, getting clear on what my priorities are, which like you said, maybe it's not that our kids are in every single activity or whatever it might be for some mothers. Like maybe they've, but they put a lot of their value in their career or whatever, but maybe shifting that a little bit to say, this also matters. Time with my family matters. Time with myself matters. Like taking time to be in nature, to do things that I love. These things Mm -hmm. also matter and they're important and valuable. So um, sitting down with ourselves and really being clear and honest about what are we focusing on and what do we want to focus on more? So that's kind of a process. And I think that definitely takes time, but it's worth it. And then the practical side of that is implementing new habits, like the daily habit I talked about of just connecting with my son, doing those little things, little steps, 
whether they're daily or weekly or whatever it might be, but having those new habit formations, they, they start to show us like they even kind of rewire our brain. Like this is important. I'm going to come back to it every day. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just the intentionality of coming back to that and creating new ways of being instead of always just go, go, go. We kind of, we shift our mindset and our heart away from that and say, no, this moment matters. So it, it does take practice. And I think it's just something that we have to keep coming back to. And then I agree. as we can do it, we can start embracing that beauty and importance of prioritizing that connection with our families. I agree. My daughter's in softball to really become a great hitter in the batter's box. You really need to work on muscle memory and you need to just practice again and again and again. Same thing with what you're talking about. If we make a habit out of these connection times, we are building the muscle memory of doing this and it becomes a little easier once we make more of a habit of it. So I, I wholeheartedly agree. I also think we can help ourselves by whenever possible surrounding ourselves with people who agree with this, you know, not that it's easy for any of us, but we all agree we're going to work more towards this kind of an attitude. So following you on Instagram, I think is a great first step. (laughs) Where can people find you? Tell us that. So I know people are going to want to make sure they follow you. Yeah. I'm on Instagram. It's simply Sarah and it's two eyes, simply underscore Sarah underscore. So maybe you can yes. just put that in the notes link. I, I will absolutely it. put it in the show notes. <laughs> and then I also have um, a monthly newsletter that I put out and basically you have to go to my link in Instagram and then click like at the link in my bio. And then you can click on that and scroll down and then sign up for the newsletter. And every month I send out a newsletter with like a slow living word of the month and just some encouragement and along those lines. So I love it. We'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. And all of that great research you did, send me that information and we'll link to everything. Perfect. Thanks so much, Sarah. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sarah and I, as much as I did. She is just a breath of fresh air. She's super fun to follow over on Instagram and go to solelyrested.com slash podcast. If you could take a second and leave a review, the directions on how to do so are right there. And you can enter to win that fun giveaway of getting a book from every author included in this season of the podcast to make your home library chock full of great tips and tricks for improving your health with simple steps. So please go leave a review. And if you want to see the show notes, as always, go to solelyrested.com and just search for the season and episode. So for this one, it would be S5E17. And there there's links to all of the great research that Sarah brought into our discussion today, as well as links to everywhere you can find Sarah. So please go check that out. And thanks for listening. Remember, guys, it is easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life. So enjoy the simple everyday efforts. It's not easy, but it's a good life.